1: Welcome back Another episode of Inside Illini Football Episode 40 We're almost to 50, Scott Ritchie
0: Nice I mean, still a ways to go to catch Inside Illini Basketball Which will record episode 175 next Monday
1: It's a milestone moment Well, you've got like a two-year podcast so I, I guess know, if we wanted to record a podcast every day about Illinois football We could catch up to you I mean Do you want to add that to your workload, Scott?
0: We could, but let's, let's try to balance how much time I have with maybe how much time we need to talk about Illinois football. Um, I would imagine maybe if we went multiple podcasts a week, basketball would get first priority.
1: Fair enough. Uh, that's the voice of Scott Ritchie, our man of many beats here at the News Gazette. What do you have, Scott? Three, four, five?
0: I mean, let's call it three plus. Okay. Cause Illinois f- basketball, football, volleyball. They're they are in the top
1: 25 again.
0: First time since uh, the end of the 2019 season. Okay. Um, and then, you know, the occasional high school sporting events. There you go. So, I mean, I could count individual ones, football, soccer, <laughs> <and> volleyball <laughs> coming up tonight, um, but we'll just call it three plus.
1: Uh, well, that's Scott. I'm Matt Daniels, the sports editor of the News News. He's who makes Scott Ritchie work way too much. So feel free to lodge any complaints my way robin uh she might <laughs> uh we're here to talk illinois football uh thought we'd be talking about a four and five illinois football team going to minnesota this saturday looking to keep that win streak going and we're not because they lost 20 to 14 to rutgers last saturday and they like pulled they pulled what i like to call in illinois Let, let's verb let's make it a verb they illinois it last saturday uh against rutgers Explain what happened, Scotty.
0: I mean, if I could, like, accurately explain, you know, what happened, like, I'm so much, hire me <laughs> to run their football team. But, I mean, it, the long and short of it is what worked for Illinois so well against Penn State, i.e. running the football, Rutgers, in a strange twist of fate, had a plan for it. <laughs> you know. And, you know, Penn, I still can't figure out, like, what Penn State was doing, let's just say, in the second half of mm-hmm. that game where Illinois was – you know, kept running their barge package with a million offensive linemen on the field because Penn State did nothing different to try and stop it. Rutgers had a plan. They put eight men in the box, almost all of them on the line, essentially, and just let Illinois run right into the, the middle of the defense, which, you know, maybe should have attacked the edge a little more and... Of course, when Illinois did attack the edge, maybe Ie that fourth and one on their last drive of the game, the Rutgers cornerback made a play, dropped Chase Brown three yards behind the line of scrimmage, and that was the ball game. But you know, Brandon Peters, all of a sudden, is now an efficient quarterback. He had his best game in almost a full calendar year, and it was kind of wasted because Illinois couldn't run the ball and then couldn't stop the run. Either. It's not like Rutgers put up a ton of yardage, but mm-hmm. just in key moments, they, they picked up the yards they needed to. Uh, Noah Vedrill, not a great quarterback, pretty shifty on his feet, though. Um, picked up some yardage on the ground.
1: It's from all those defensive slide drills he did as a part-time basketball player for Nebraska. Still, like it's really the go.
0: only place like I can picture him in my head is checking into the Big Ten tournament in 2020, playing basketball for Nebraska, along with, I think, one of their... Like offensive lineman yeah. was a walk. Just they needed a body, um, but i was just like again failed to capitalize on the momentum of a win. And in this case, like a real legitimate making national headlines type win. I mean, beyond I mean nine overtime certainly generated more. But they beat a top ten team mm-hmm. on the road, and then return home and can't build off of it, which is, in a way, what almost always happens.
1: And it's not Brandon Peters' fault.
0: No, he played well.
1: Best game of the season from the embattled Illinois quarterback. Spoke to reporters after the game Saturday, Scott. And for, did,
0: the, for the first time in nine weeks and five days.
1: Not that Scott was keeping a daily log of this at all. I didn't
0: keep a log, but I did look it up um, after.
1: Cause was he nice to you guys after he, the game? Was he pleasant? Did yeah, he, he say, hey, Richie, why are you, why are you picking on me?
0: No, and because, honestly, like, I'm not picking on you, Brandon. I'm just stating facts most of the time. But he was was terrific. Mm -hmm. He was, like, 14 to
1: 19, 190 yards, two passing touchdowns. Looked like the four-star quarterback out of Avon, Indiana that Jim Harbaugh signed at Michigan.
0: Yeah, and his 52-yard touchdown pass to Isaiah Williams was, like, a near-perfect play. He hit Isaiah in stride, which is... You, know, you think back to some of the, the long passing plays Illinois has hit, you know, through this year. It's like, you know, Du Span just had to work for some of those from Mark Sikowski. But this was a, a great pass, and you know, Brandon obviously was disappointed after the, the game because it was a loss. But he answered all the questions, and it's like, it's very tempted to be like, "Where have you been?" <laughs> but I did not. Um, it was just, it was fairly solid defensive performance, except on fourth down better passing game than they've had all year, it just wasn't enough. The run
1: game wasn't great, but it wasn't awful.
0: No, I mean, they had some moments, and Mm -hmm. it just just wasn't enough, and I don't know that there's an answer to not enough. I mean, better offense, I mean, from an execution standpoint, was fairly okay, but didn't score again in the first quarter the offense has three points total in the first quarter all season Illinois has five points in the first quarter of every game all season with that Kirby Joseph safety on a punt in the Nebraska game seems like years ago and then they get what shut out in the second half so I mean the, there's some serious questions about you know what's happening with the offense and I don't I don't I don't know that I don't know what Illinois does to fix it. With kind of the group that they have, mm-hmm. um, that's Tony Peterson's challenge, his job to figure that out. And so far, I don't know that he has.
1: What's uh, what's the mood post game like, uh, or what was the mood post game like Saturday from Brett Bielema? Obviously, he's experienced losing almost at an unprecedented rate this season uh, than he has at any other time in his career, especially in the Big Ten. I know he had some two losing seasons at Arkansas, but. Uh, that Saturday, was that Was that the most angry, upset? Was he just kind of fr- more frustrated than you've seen him? What was he like after the game on, on Saturday? Because, I mean, this continues a, a trend that Illinois has had all season of keeping it close in Big Ten games and then ultimately not having enough to pull out a win.
0: It wasn't angry, but I think that there were frustrations. And because this was another game like the... Maryland game, the Purdue game. Winnable in every definition of the word and just don't have it mm-hmm. at the end. Um, so he's just frustrated. Um, and kind of frustrated with the offense a bit. And just He talked about maybe taking what the defense gives you and what the defense was not giving Illinois was running the ball up the middle. Mm-hmm. And it just took a while to start attacking the edge more with Chase Brown. I don't know if Josh McCray would have been Fully healthy, maybe that would have been a difference maker. Is he going to
1: be back this Saturday, Scott?
0: There's really no official word. Okay. So, I don't know, maybe. But it's just I think it was just frustration because it was just another one, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. like They've been there before and have lost more than they've won in those close games.
1: And it does not get easier for the Illini this Saturday. Uh, they get to travel and play the leader in the Big Ten West now. Minnesota.
0: Blows me away. Six
1: and two Gophers. Four and one in the Big Ten West. No one has a better uh, conference record in the Big Ten West after Iowa's fallen flat in in its last two games. uh, Losing to Purdue and then getting thumped by Wisconsin. Uh, I have to think Wisconsin might have the upper hand because they kind of control their own destiny. Uh, to and winning. they're playing better. They're playing a lot better. Uh, they're getting back to what Wisconsin does well, and that's run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And uh kind of all started in Champaign, too, earlier in October. But um, Minnesota runs the ball real well. They've had five running backs, I believe, top 100 yards. Yeah, mostly because season.
0: three of them are now out for the year. That's true. You know, Mo Ibrahim was you know, the top Maybe the top mm-hmm. running back in the Big Ten. He was the Big Ten yeah.
1: running back of the year last year. Yeah,
0: uh, gets hurt early mm-hmm. in the season. He's out. Um, Trey Potts. That's
1: so after he rushed for, I think, 160 some yards against Ohio
0: State. Yeah, Trey Potts was next to go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce Williams got hurt last week against Northwestern, and he is now out for the season. But then, I mean, so you, know, you lose your number three running back, and then number four, Kai Thomas mm-hmm. rushed for 100 yards. And number five, Marquis Irving. A true freshman from the state of Illinois. Yeah, rush for 100 yards and two touchdowns. And they're both um, healthy and ready to go. And, and
1: Minnesota's got an experienced quarterback. Tanner, Tanner Morgan. Morgan. They're not
0: throwing. I mean, haven't had to throw the ball yeah. that much. But they also have a, a what turns out to be a terrific offensive line. When you have that much turnover at the running back position and it just nothing changes, your guys up front are probably the main reason. But, you know, to see Markey serving freshman out of Chicago – He rushed for 110 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that is a, could be on Saturday, a recruiting miss coming home to roost for Illinois. Because, you know, the former staff recruited recruited Marquis Serving apparently not hard enough. Because he was, he made uh, multiple trips to Champaign, unofficial visits. Seems like he was very interested. And then, sort of classic Lovey Smith recruitment, they weren't. Super, you no know, concerned about trying to seal the deal early, and then he winds up in Minnesota, and now he's probably going to rush for a hundred yards uh, on Saturday against the Illini.
1: Way to be a, a way to uplift Illinois fans' hopes going into I'm Saturday. I'm just saying,
0: like you're going to remember, you're going to see Marquis Irving and be like, hey, that, that name sounds really familiar. Did he's from Chicago? Did Illinois yeah. recruit him? Kinda. And then when he's running you know, behind their... Six seven four hundred pound tackle Daniel may be like mm-hmm. great. <laughs> <laughs> hey
1: Minnesota, I made some news earlier today. We we're recording this on on a sunny yet chilly uh, Wednesday afternoon here in Champaign. Uh, PJ Flex sticking around in uh, the Twin Cities for a while. Minnesota announced a seven year contract extension for the uh, oarsman himself. Is that an appropriate word for a a boat? Sure not sure Orsman? I mean there's
0: in the tunnels of Huntington Hun- Bank Stadium I had to, I had to think it's what? no
1: longer TCF Bank Stadium the the Minnesota uh, football venue that opened in 2009 Changed names prior to the season Huntington Bank Stadium yeah, just like you're gonna have to get used to in basketball Scott uh, big Ten tournaments back in Indy in March right yeah, you were just there. Couldn't tell month. you what the name is. Gainbridge,
0: okay. Fieldhouse, Conseco used to be. Yeah, it used <laughs> to be Conseco,
1: <laughs> used to be Bankers Life, and now it's Gainbridge. Anyway, this Saturday when Illinois football plays at Minnesota, it is in Huntington Bank Stadium.
0: One, of the, I'd say one of the cooler venues, though. Uh, it, it's 10. it's real nice, but in the tunnels on mm-hmm. every wall available, yeah. oars and oars and oars as far as the eye can see. It's a it's a real weird thing.
1: PJ fucked is kind of owned the Illini too even dating back to his so time at Western have, yeah, Michigan Minnesota. Um, <laughs> former all-state football player at Caneland High School in Maple Park knows the state of Illinois pretty well
0: it's recruited to save Illinois yes <laughs> very well
1: uh, beat Ooh. Illinois in 2016 he's he a head coach at Western Michigan then went to Minnesota only one loss to the Illini uh, 2018 cool. when Reggie Corbin and Dre Brown ran crazy uh, yep. in the win here in Champaign but uh, Minnesota dominated in uh, 2020 here in Champaign, uh, one in 2019, uh, up in Minneapolis. Brandon Peters got hurt in that game. Memory serves me correct.
0: Yeah, because Matt Robinson finished. I don't. Yes, I
1: think he had a concussion. Anyway, Gophers looking for the third straight win in the series. Um, what's going to happen on Saturday, Scotty?
0: Well, I mean, dramatic I pause. I think if you look at the the score of the Northwestern game from last week, 41-14 win. Don't be real surprised if it's similar, because I mean the Illinois offense, even when things are better when they have a passing game to speak of, only score ten points, and I don't think that they're not even a week's time will it'll change that all that much. Um, yeah, I just think I'll we'll call it thirty-eight to thirteen. Okay. Right?
1: That 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 way you'll remember it when you're writing your uh, your preview. For Saturday's News Gazette, thirty-eight thirteen Gophers is what you're saying. Before you hop on a plane and make the short flight to Minneapolis, is ninety-five right. minutes from nice.
0: from Midway. Okay,
1: you got to drive to Midway though first.
0: Better than O'Hare. Very very true. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, everything about Midway is better than O'Hare. It's just there, there's there's I mean I guess you know, fewer places. You or you could just
1: go, stay in your car and just make the eight-hour drive to
0: Minneapolis, Scott. But it's about it's seven. Fun. And a half from <laughs> champagne. I've clearly done it yes. a time or two. Yeah, that's all right. Um, but, you know, keep flight.
1: You're going you to be back in Minneapolis in about two months or so for basketball. I think they play the day after New Year's. January 2nd. January 2nd at the Barn with fans.
0: Love the Barn. Historic Williams mm-hmm. Arena.
1: Real close to Huntington Bank Stadium, too. You can see it from, Across the, the, street. from the press box. Um, Are they going to serve you breakfast on Saturday, Scott, at the press box?
0: I assume so. And okay. Minnesota press spot like, that they do pretty good on the food front. Yes, they do. Uh, yeah, January second. It's supposed to be a terrific day on Saturday. Weather wise, yeah.
1: Here comes Scott's annual reference to when he was in Minnesota what three years ago, and yeah, it was like, cold and it, it was cold in the winter in Minneapolis. Who would have thought that
0: th- this is beyond cold? But it's supposed to be like fifty four, fifty five degrees on Saturday. Perfect okay. college football weather. Perfect football weather.
1: I was out at a. High school football practice here in the area down in Tolono yesterday, and Scott Hamilton, the longtime leader of Unity High School, saw me. I went to talk to him, and he was dressed, you know, all bundled up. This is this is playoff football weather, perfect football weather. So. Yeah,
0: but the story to mention covered basketball game in Minneapolis a few years ago. The actual real temperature (laughs) was negative 25. The wind chill was negative 54.
1: And then you saw Ed Bond walking outside the hotel in a polo. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been dangerous to actually do that. Like i
0: have never been colder in my life. I spent maybe a grand total of two and a half minutes outdoors. (laughs) Just long enough to run. And I run from my Uber to the arena. Um, Yeah, great weather Saturday. Minneapolis maybe not great football. Uh, but you never know. Last time I thought that I went to Penn State, and exactly, I'm not gonna s- even mention what happened because I don't want to put the jinx on Saturday. You don't January.
1: want a nine. You don't want an eleven overtime game on Saturday. Well, now that you said it, we're gonna
0: have it. So <laughs> strap in for th- the next longest football game ever in college football history.
1: What was the nine overtime
0: game called? Was it a Na'nupe? I don't know what eleven sounds like an Oompa Ten, it would be despicable, and like I, I googled that because like I thought <laughs> they're obviously going to get there. Did not go to eleven, and I hope there's zero overtimes. Uh, Illinois
1: comes in three and six on the season, two and four in the Big Ten. Um, does the does the unrealistic chance of making a bowl game does that officially end? on Saturday is what you're predicting. Uh, that's what I'm predicting. I, and then looking ahead, they're off uh, next weekend, second second bye week of the season next week after uh, the Minnesota game. Then they end at Iowa on November 20th. Iowa's not looking so great right now, but it's still Kirk Ferentz. It's still Iowa. And then they end the season November 27th here in Champaign uh, against Northwestern. Crazy, too, to think that they're going to go almost a month in between home games at Memorial Stadium, but that's just kind of the way the schedule fell this year, especially having a week zero game back in late August. Um, What do you want to see out of this Illinois football team in these final three games of the regular season? Big picture looking ahead to 2022 and beyond, Scotty.
0: I think the ideal would be for the offense to show some of the consistent, albeit maybe not quick, but consistent growth that the defense has had. I mean, you think back to the the game at Virginia, and I'm sitting in the the open-air press box at my stadium.
1: Scott Stadium. My stadium. Nice weather that day. It's great. I was just thinking. 18-hour trip to Charlottesville, round trip the the time you were there.
0: Yeah, it's a long time. Um, But just watching that defense just give up, big play after big play, I was like, man, here we go again. I've seen this Mm -hmm. for five years. Yeah
1: and Ryan Walters unit has shown
0: yeah they made some and I
1: think that's a if you're looking for some glass half full optimism what the defense has done after its first three games this season is there's room for now you can't have that backslide these final three games and go back to what they did but But I mean
0: after that terrible performance shellacking in Charlottesville made you know some minor personnel changes but also changed the scheme because they've been running almost like straight man with their secondary and was not working. So they mixed in some zone and just maybe cater the defense a bit more to the personnel. It's a novel concept and it worked (laughs) and they've just been a little bit better every week and haven't, you didn't have the the takeaways um, against Rutgers. Mm -hmm. I mean, almost, I mean, had one essentially on the first play of the game. I mean, that was a fumble. That Chase Brown, or Sydney Brown, excuse me, twins. Sydney Brown recovered. Identical twins. Um, and, but the offense has not done that. The offense has been much more just up and down. I mean, obviously, 357 rushing yards at Penn State. It's something, but just so inconsistent in terms of production. Um, so last three games, maybe find something, you do it well, then just keep doing it. And then when the defense adjusts, you adjust to keep being consistent. Consistency is the thing, because it'll mean, be tough to win any of the last three games. I mean, Northwestern's probably you know, the best chance, but, but Pep Fitzgerald owns the lineup He does right now. Um, but just any type of consistency, just to lead into the off season, where I mean, the roster is going to change in significant ways, but. To have any type of any even if it's not wins just any type of like positive momentum is i think the only way you can finish this season on a good note
1: well this is a, a football centric podcast each and every week but we'd be remiss to not one-off wish a happy birthday to lauren tate the man the myth the legend turns 90 years old today Next column uh, will be in Sunday's News Gazette. Hopefully, if you're a listener to this podcast, you also listen to Monday Night Sports Talk. We had uh Lauren on this past Monday night at the Esquire. Told some really funny stories. I was uh, give that a give that a listen if you can. But by the time we record our next Inside Atlanta Football podcast, Scott, Brad Underwood's men's basketball team will play its first game, albeit without Kofi Coburn. You're the beat writer. Entering seven, season number seven on the beat,
0: I think that's right.
1: I'm glad you're confident in that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's some lean years there at the beginning; <laughs> that are tough. To you remember. just
1: control. You can control, Scotty. Um, Final four or bust this season. What? What's your? Give us a two minute outlook on on Illinois basketball.
0: We got to get through the first three games. That'll be a start, and we'll be without Kofi Coburn. His suspension is handed down by the NCAA. Keep him on the, the bench against Jackson State, Arkansas State, and Marquette. Fans obviously took that news well. He's uh, being sarcastic. Yeah. Just, just don't go on Twitter. Um, real anger. And a real confusion about who suspends whom for certain um let's say mistakes. And in terms of Kofi's made a mistake, like Mm -hmm. he broke a rule. Yeah. Uh, saw a lot of, Oh, but Mark few like, yeah, had got a DUI. Should he have been suspended more than two exhibitions and Dixie state? Yes. Gonzaga blew it there. I mean, but that was their choice. It was not the NCAA. It's comparing. Cause I heard today from a colleague apples to bowling balls. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Joey Wagner for that one. Um, so I think Illinois is going to have to figure things out I think those first three games. And they, should, they have the talent to kind of escape from this start that they didn't want unscathed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you work Kofi back in the, the picture, and you've got a team ranked in the top 25 to start the year. And a team that I think has the talent to make a extended NCAA tournament run. Of course, we thought that last year, and they lost in the second round to Loyola, but uh, there's potential with this team. And you know, beyond Kofi's absence, I mean, we saw what not having Trent Frazier, Demonte Williams, Austin Hodgerson, particularly the first two, meant against Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Tough mm-hmm. to it's, it's not have them, but when fully healthy, when... 100% in terms of not being suspended. This is an Illinois team that I think can compete with anybody in the
1: country. So what, you're, what I'm hearing, what I'm gleaning from all this, is that we should expect a parade next April in Champaign to celebrate a national championship for Brad Underwood's Illini. Certainly
0: not going to say that out loud. I'll say because it. Because someone will play this back. Party
1: down Green Street.
0: If it means a trip to New Orleans for the Final Four, though, I'm all for it.
1: I think New Orleans is ahead of Minneapolis in terms of favorite Scott Ritchie
0: destinations to, to visit. Yeah, I mean, New Orleans is maybe at the top. Okay,
1: fair enough. We'll ha- we'll discuss more travel and vacation tips on our next podcast of Inside Atlanta Football. Right now, Scott has to go write everything that he's going to write in the next week, which includes a special section that comes out next Tuesday, Devoted Illinois Men's Basketball, uh, which should hopefully... Scott will get most of it done either before he departs from Minneapolis or as soon as he gets back from Minneapolis.
0: Yeah. I'll be back in town early on Sunday. Scott is
1: going to spend the next six straight days staring at his keyboard writing, writing words.
0: So that's just how I spend most of my days anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this uh, wraps up episode 40 of Inside Atlanta Football. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.